I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. Today, we are talking about breaking free from the status quo to discover your purpose with guests Brittany and Corey Atkins. In general, every generation has a list of characteristics that define them. Granted, they're brushed with a broad stroke, but they tend to be, for the most part, accurate. Each generation forms their identity based on a significant experience they've had collectively, such as war, social causes, or technology. As a result, we see differences in how each generation approaches their career, parenting, and life in general. And we also see a gap in expectations from one group to the next, and many times we see trouble relating to one another cross-generationally. This week's guests, Bethany and Corey Atkins, are millennials who believe in breaking away from the status quo and taking whatever path they need to live out their purpose. They have made it their mission to help others do the same. They do that by being real and honest about questioning what's expected of them and their struggles, and not just after they've gotten through these struggles, but right in the midst of them. I love their message because it's not just about going rogue and doing things their own way, but instead learning from and respecting the generations before them, what they went through, and the values that they have. After listening to this episode, ask yourself, are the choices I make ones that represent my values and what's important to me? Or are they just a response to what's expected of me and my generation? Answering this question is one step in building your best family. We can talk more about it on Instagram and in the Build Your Best Family community group. Do you want to know what your kids really think of you? We've created the Family Retreat Packet so you can find out and get honest feedback on how you're doing as a family. It's a 360 peer review, but for families. Not only does it include assessment questions, but a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions so you can make a fun weekend out of it. Go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash shop, and for only $4.99, you can download your copy. Today, I'm talking with Bethany and Corey Atkins. Bethany and Corey are a millennial couple who are passionate about striving to be the absolute best they can be, and they want to encourage the millennial generation to do the same. They have abandoned the belief that we all are called to live a status quo life by just getting by and have chosen to walk a different path and pursue their God-given purposes. With that comes lots of challenges and adversity, so they decided to share their struggles, such as getting out of $250,000 worth of debt, in real time to show their community that they aren't alone. Their goal is to build a community of people who are unashamed of where they currently are, but are also compelled to step away from ordinary life, risk it all for the extraordinary, and rise up to be who they were always called to be. Welcome, Bethany and Corey, to the podcast. It's so fantastic to have you here. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. We're excited to be here. All right. So a question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? You want to take that one? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I would say it's being abnormal, being different. Our whole lives, people have always, we've kind of gone outside the mold after college, moving across country twice, getting out of debt, just different things that... 
nine to five jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And people have always questioned like, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that and pushed mm-hmm. back and, and questioned us on pretty much everything we've <clears throat> always done. Mm-hmm. So definitely being living our lives outside of the normal box. Yeah. 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 I think that's good. And what are your favorite things to do like with your kids as a family that are like your go-to everybody can be sure to find you doing? Yeah, man, we love family time. That's like our favorite thing. I always say to Corey, I'm like, what would we do if we didn't have kids? Because that's honestly <laughs> what we look forward to. So mm-hmm. weeknight evenings, we will spend some time relaxing. We always pick like a show that we can watch as a family right now. It's, is it the Titan Games? Titan Games. But that, it's like an <laughs> athletic game, uh, challenge, like, kind of like Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then we like to just be outside, go to the park, travel around, go on bike rides, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Just things mm-hmm. where we can be out in nature and spending time together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I know how we've spent time together as a family has changed during this COVID season. And I mean, I've, th- I've always enjoyed my kids, but it's just the level that we've gotten to know each other during this season is amazing because there's so much time that you really get to those, like if for me having teenagers, you get to those deeper layers yeah. of their, their personality yeah. because it, it's just you guys all the time. And so that's been so fun to just spend time with the kids. I find myself going, oh, like we're, we're just a few years away from them not being here. I'm like, now what are we going to do with all of our time? <laughs> that's so true. That's so amazing. I haven't thought about it like that because teenage years, it's it's like the years where they're in their, you know, they're in their mm-hmm. own little worlds, don't really mm-hmm. want to talk about it. So what a cool opportunity. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's been really fun. Okay, so you guys talk about doing something different. You and Abnormal, you have a podcast called The Millennial Mission. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that and why you created it? Yeah. So the millennial mission, it really all started with a blog. I was working as a nurse. I was a pediatric nurse. Then we moved to California and I did travel nursing and I really felt called to be home um, with the kids. And it was, it took a while and a lot of budget cuts and everything like that. But finally I was able to be home and then we started working on getting out of debt and life wasn't perfect and social media, everything was perfect. And it was like kind of this rub with me. Mm-hmm. And so I said to Corey, I was like, why don't we, like everybody struggles. We all know that people struggle and we see people on social media and then in real life, they're completely different. It's the highlight reel. So mm-hmm. why don't we just share our struggles? We'll share that we're not perfect parents. We'll share that we don't have the best marriage that we're in debt, but we're trying to get out of it. The whole concept is that we're not perfect, but we're trying to strive to be our best selves. Mm-hmm. And let's just talk about it now because it seems that everybody wants to share their successes once mm-hmm. they're a success. So like nobody wants to share their before picture until they have an after picture. Right. So I said, why don't we just do that? Let's just mm-hmm. share the journey along the way. And he was like, you're crazy. We're not doing that. But we did it. <laughs> yeah. right, so I launched my blog. It quickly turned into a podcast. I love writing, but with kids, podcasting is so much more efficient. And mm-hmm. it's a lot in, in our generation, it's a lot more well-received because people don't want to sit down and read articles yeah. as much. So that's kind of what our podcast is. It's encouraging the millennial generation to acknowledge where they are, to be okay with where they are, but to also be inspired to rise up and be the people that they're called to be. 
Mm-hmm. And we do that through living that through our own lives and kind of sharing our struggles along the way and what we're learning along the way. Mm-hmm. So specifically, so what are some of the topics that you you touched on and plan to touch on? Yeah, so we, our debt updates are some of the favorites with our audience. We started out in $250,000 uh, with $250,000 of debt. And we're we're still in the process of getting out of that, but we just hit a couple milestones. We just got out of consumer debt. So we're consumer debt free. We actually just released that today on the podcast and we just fell under a hundred thousand. So we're at like Mm -hmm. 94,000. So we've gotten out of over Mm $150,000. So that's one of the things that we share. And then we talk a lot about just parenting things that the millennial, a lot of millennials are new parents or going to be parents. So we kind of just talk about parenting and family structure and Mm -hmm. how to make these things work systems that we use systems that we've used that are not working for us. And mm-hmm. do you want to add to that? Yeah. <clears throat> and then we also interview people. So we're interview <clears throat> interviewing people that are living out their purpose. And we interview people that some people may have heard of. We also interview people that people have never heard of that are just living out their true calling. And in those interview stories, we find out that living out your purpose isn't this uh, perfect little neat box. It, it, it doesn't look like something you would even plan out on a piece of paper for what your life to be, that you're often taken in these different paths to learn different things to prepare you for the next step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're interviewing people that aren't typically aren't doing your nine to five job. Some people have college education, some people don't but it's neat to get to find out what their lives were like, what their journey looked like to get to mm-hmm. living out their purpose. Yeah. I love that because my oldest is a senior, which is kind of scary to say, but I've been introducing her to people who, cause I want them, I want her to get to know all of the careers and all of the jobs and all of the opportunities that are out there for her as she starts to try to figure out what she would want to major in when she goes to college. And one of the things I love is when somebody comes down and talks about how where they got to where it was not a straight line and how most times what they did was not even what they went to school for, but they love it and they're so happy that they're there. Do you find that millennials think that there's a linear path or do you think they're a little bit more open to, you know, the road less traveled? I think that we are, for lack of a better term right now, kind of indoctrinated with that belief that Mm -hmm. you are given a checklist, you go to high school, you graduate, you go to college, you get a degree, get a job, work that job until you retire. And in in the midst of that, you also get a house, get married and have kids. And then that's the American dream. Mm -hmm. And it just looks like this checklist that you're supposed to check off. And that is kind of what we fell into early on, Mm -hmm. but we quickly realized that that wasn't really the path that we were supposed to be on. And it created this rub. You how Corey talked about being abnormal very quickly. We both realized this is, this checklist is not fulfilling us. Like this Mm -hmm. is not what we're supposed to be doing. And so, yeah, I think that much of our, of America buys into this ideal that you're supposed to do those things. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that not everybody is supposed to. Sometimes 
you're, you go and you work a trade job and that's mm-hmm. great. Or sometimes you become an entrepreneur mm-hmm. or some people are born to be stay-at-home moms. So, but that doesn't require a degree. That doesn't require you going to school and getting in a hundred thousand dollars of debt and starting out life, you know, in a massive amount of debt. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to kind of flip that script through those interviews because we want people to see that it doesn't look like a linear, mm-hmm. you know, straight incline. It looks very jagged mm-hmm. and very... There's ups and downs, and sometimes it's trial and error. And yeah, I can tell you want to say something. Yeah, <clears throat> and I like what you said when you you said that you're um, exposing your teenagers to people in different career paths because, <clears throat> as we look back at like high school, we're given these uh, like tests to figure out what we want to do for the rest of our lives from typically guidance counselors, mm-hmm. and those categories are very limited to whatever they have on that test. And that's little paper test that you take when you're 16, 17, 18 years old is determining what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And I think it is like, for me, for example, when I took those tests, it came out that I really liked teaching. I liked helping people grow and learn to be better. And so my little box then was just to become a school teacher. And so that's what I did. I went to school. Mm -hmm. I got a degree in education. As soon as I graduated, I did not take a teaching job. I went out and started working at at a construction business of all places. But I learned that I can teach people in any career path. And now we're also teaching people through other people's stories and our own journey in Mm -hmm. our podcast. So just because I liked teaching didn't mean I had to be in this little box that was limited. I guarantee you podcasting, leading construction crews, doing sales, running businesses was not on that list that the guidance counselor gave us. I find that they're very limited. And that's also one of the goals of what we're doing is we're trying to expose people to these other options of what people are doing with their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And so did you get a lot of, did you get pushback from your peers or was it from the generation ahead of you? Mm. The most? I was it everybody? It was, was it just <laughs> it was Ever, a, no. it was honestly a little bit of both. I think we got more pushback from probably the older generation, just questioning, you know, is this safe? Is this secure? What you're mm-hmm. doing in these steps? I do remember trying to get a few people to come. Like when we moved to California, I was trying to get some people from home to come with us. And I remember people, even of my age generation, was like, you know what, why don't you go out and we'll see how it goes. And then maybe I'll come out and, and do it. So mm-hmm. I would say it's both, but definitely more the older generation. We also had a lot of great support though, too, from boomers and, yeah. and mm-hmm. Gen X mm-hmm. as well. But the people that we got the support from were people that were also kind of living their lives a little bit outside of the box mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So just remind me real quick, what is a millennial? Because I know, but I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. So I remember always trying to look this up, like what generation (laughs) was I in? I'd Google it and there's all these different charts and they were all a little bit different. But I think the one that most resonated with us, there's a guy named Jason Dorsey and he's recognized as being an expert in this field, has a whole business built around collecting data on different generations and writes mm. books on it. And he says that the that each generation is typically stamped out by these huge life events. And the one of the things that actually makes the millennials a little bit different is their starting point doesn't really have this huge life event that changes. So he says it's 
somewhere in between 1977 and 1981 Mm -hmm. starts the millennial generation. And then what ends and caps off the millennial generation before Gen Z is if you remember 9-11. If you actually remember the events, it's not some story that was told to you, you actually remember it. Yep. Wow. Oh, that's good. That, yeah, that's a good. I mean, I think that's a better way to think of it than in terms of just the actual age. Because my husband, I think he's six months away from being a boomer, but he's my husband. Right. There's no way he, there's no way I'm married to a boomer. Like, I think so young and he just seems more way more closer to my age than my parents. It's just sort of right. it's funny. So those dates sort of trip me up. Okay, so what do you see that millennial parents have as an expectation for themselves and for their family when it comes to parenting and when it comes to family? What are you seeing in them? I'll start with this and I'm sure you'll have something to add. This is kind of going off what you were just talking about, just the general generational differences. I think that something that millennials struggle with a lot is what we struggled with. So Mm -hmm. we were taught by mostly boomers and, and Gen Xers a little bit, a little bit, but they came from the generation where they were raised to and it and the times were different. They were raised to get a job, work hard because this was after um, the Great Depression, and their parents were very like respect authority, do as I say, not as I do. We have to do this because times are tight. Times were different. You have to work to support your family, and not that we don't do that now, but there's so many more options now, yeah. and so we were raised by those people. And so now we're kind of in a shift where our world is different, where there's a lot more job opportunities. The internet is wildly changing things. There's so many, there's e-commerce, there's virtual assistant jobs, there's podcasting. And so millennials are at this this point where they were raised to check off that box and Mm -hmm. find a job based on degrees. But we don't necessarily want to, or we have an idea of something else that we want to do. So we're torn. Do we do what our parents have taught us and kind of go against our dreams or what we're feeling called to do? Or do we do kind of this crazy thing that will get us some friction from other people and make us a little bit of outcast? And it is more of a risk. Is that making sense? Yeah. Go ahead. I think we have an opportunity. If I, if you look back a little bit, our parents, the boomer generation, was raised very hardcore yeah. in a sense, like what Beth was saying, with being strict, don't question authority. And there, if you even look back at different movies and different stories, you hear a lot of parents weren't real warm with the boomer generation. They, they're what The guys are like, oh, I only heard my dad say I love you like one time kind of a thing. And... I think that that pendulum swung so much with the boomer generation that then they kind of wanted to, there was a lot of love. There was a lot of coddling and and putting in, and if I can speak generally, because I don't think that it's, it's for everybody that everybody acts this way, but Mm -hmm. in general, they put us kind of more in this, in a little safe bubble. And that's why you get mm-hmm. so many of the millennial stigmas of we're lazy, we're entitled, we're selfish, yeah. all of these things. We've got eighth place trophies, all of that stuff. And I think the millennial generation has a great opportunity to balance that out. 
mm-hmm. to, to meet somewhere in the middle of not creating a bubble for our kids, not trying to protect them from every little tiny thing, but also being loving and warm and, and kind of having a nice mix of both. Yeah. And I think one thing I want to add to that millennials often, because we get so much crap from the older generations, we, we don't like them, but instead of feeling that way or having that mindset, we should be appreciative to those generations and thankful for the things that they have taught us Two very different generations that we have the opportunity to learn from different ways of teaching. And just like Corey said, we can take the best of both worlds and kind of mold them into a hybrid of the in-between from the two extremes. Mm -hmm. And I think that just like Corey said, it's a great opportunity to not only make our children a better, stronger generation, but to also respect and appreciate the generations that came before us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would add to that too. I think that we also have an opportunity to Beth talked about how the older generations a lot of times say, do as I say and not as I do. And I think that in today's climate, we one of the things that benefits millennials is with all these opportunities is that we can actually model for our kids what it's like to do as I do yeah. mm-hmm. and to live out our own God-given purposes and our dreams and uh, model that for our kids so that we can raise them to live out their purposes as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fantastic that you do speak to the millennials and help them form the combination of both, because if they haven't seen that happen, they don't know how to do that. And if they're not hearing people who are struggling with that and working that that out to see what that looks like, it's incredibly difficult for them to do it in their own homes. And I also love what you said about respecting the generation ahead of you. What When I've learned about these generations and about understanding what they went through in order to see why they are the way they are or why they have the values that they have is so super duper important. Like we think that they're just strict because they're strict, but they also are strict because of what they've seen and what they've experienced. And, and when you talk about, you know, like I think of my grandmother who was raised during the depression, like she had every single plastic container that she ever had. That was her Tupperware. Like they were just taught in a certain way. And so the younger generation can look back and be like, oh, well, you're just cheap, but they have no idea what it was like to live through what they lived through. And so having an (laughs) understanding of like why a generation is labeled the way it is helps us yeah, like honor them, respect them, but then also help us to to look at what we're experiencing and deciding ahead of time how we want to handle the things that we're coming up against. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what's so important. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to call this generation that's experienced COVID. Like, I mean, that, that, that's going to like mark <laughs> a disaster. <generation>. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like everything we're experiencing is definitely going to mark a generation. And it'll be interesting to see how they then parent and then how then they go into the future. Yeah. So I love that. So, so when you're talking to millennials and you're encouraging them to break away from the status quo and find their own purpose, which I know that you do a lot of, what is the, what is the first step to doing that, to breaking away from sort of like what culture, what the tide of culture is doing? Yeah, I think that this is important to touch on because millennials do have a rap, a bad rap for going like job hopping and just not working hard. And so we don't want to get our message twisted. We're not saying that if you're unhappy at your first two months of work, that you should 
you should move on to the next thing. That's Mm -hmm. not what we're saying at all. But what we are saying is that not everybody is made to go to college and get a degree and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And some people are my best friend. She's been my best friend my entire life. She went to college. She's a respiratory therapist. She is planning on working there until she retires. Mm-hmm. She wants to be able to have a comfortable income, go on vacation a couple weeks out of the year, have a nice house. And, and that is what she feels called to do. She's happy doing that. And there are people that, that that's their life. That's the life they want to live. But we are not like that. We're, you know, we, Corey's more of an entrepreneurial mindset. I'm a creative. And so it's okay to lean into who you were created to be. I forget what the original question is, but I think that that's important to say, whatever you do is going to take hard work. What Mm -hmm. we do now still takes hard work. We have a family that we have to provide for. And even though podcasting sounds fun and writing sounds fun because it's not this job that everybody has right now, it's still really hard. And there are days that I don't, I'm uninspired and I don't want to write. We don't want to podcast, but you still have to show up. So just because you are unhappy or things are hard, you have to really do like an internal check with yourself and say, am I wanting to move on to something because I am giving up too easily and I'm not pushing through and I have a bad work ethic or is this really, am I sitting in the wrong seat? Is this Mm -hmm. really a position that I'm not meant to be in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've seen you say the flip of that as well. You said on Instagram, just because you know what your purpose is, doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Yes, absolutely. It's going to, yeah, be perfect. Yeah. And I think that's important. And a lot of the work that we do is around determining what your values are and what is right for your family and then leaning into that. And I think it's really important to go through the process of discovering what it is you feel like you're called to do, like your friend versus the choices that you guys make. And having that awareness, I think is super important. And I love your message. It's not like, let's just all break the mold. It's determine what it is that works for you and then go for it. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah. And I would say that if anybody's listening and they're nervous or they're scared, they're not real sure what to do to start living out their purpose. I think one, it starts with wherever you're at, do the best that you can do at whatever job you're in. If you're a stay at home mom, whatever you're currently doing, you're there for a reason. So do your best, put your best foot forward in what you're doing, Mm -hmm. but also just start seeking out podcasts, books, resources to kind of open your mind. If if you're not even sure what that other thing is, if you're supposed, you may not, you may, your purpose may just be to do the best you're at where you're at, Mm -hmm. but you need to start being open to other things. And by listening to like our podcast, where we interview people with different stories, it may start prompting something in you Mm -hmm. and realize that it's just not this perfect little path. And that sometimes you may be called, we interviewed one person that was called to be a a server at a restaurant and she did her best at being a server at a restaurant. And now she owns her own business coaching people on fitness and nutrition. Mm -hmm. Those two don't look the same, but it all started with her doing the best at where she was at and then being open to what she was prompted to do next. Yeah. And that's all because In every season that you're in, whether you're a waitress, you're a gas station clerk, whatever you're doing, there are lessons to be learned there. 
whether you're in college, high school. You, so it's about making the most of every day and looking around for opportunities and for lessons and saying, okay, instead of just going in autopilot today, I'm going to look around for lessons. What can I learn in this season? What can I do to be the best person that I can be today? And those lessons build up over time. And that is where you start to form your values and where you start to form character. And that's really important. Just like you were saying, you have to know those things in order to figure out what your purpose is in life or where you're meant to be. You have to know who you are first, because if you don't, you will constantly, this world is so noisy and everybody has an opinion about everything. You're constantly going to feel pulled in a thousand directions and you're never going to be able to figure out what it is you were put on this earth to do. So you Mm -hmm. first have to say, okay, I'm going to work on being the best me. I'm going to look for lessons every day in life, teaching opportunities, learning opportunities every day in life. And based on, and I'm also going to figure out what I believe and why I believe what I believe. And I'm going to live my life based on that, not based on what grandma Nancy says or aunt Kathy, or even my friends at school. I'm just going to do it based on what I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. Well, I so appreciate you guys being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. You can find Corey and Bethany at bethanyatkins.com. They have a podcast called The Millennial Mission, and you can find them on Instagram as Bethany and Corey. I'll link to all of this in the show notes. If you'd like to connect beyond the podcast, you can find me over on Instagram. It's my favorite place to hang out and share the ups and downs of everyday life, what we get right and what we get wrong, too. You can find me at, at Kimberly Michi, and you can find the podcast at, at Build Your Best Family. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. <laughs>